0: Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that supports life and family. 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite charity. Mention offer code TRADITION for a special Christmas offer. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. The Synod of Sin is behind us, at least until October 2024, and many have washed their hands of it and aren't that worried about it anymore, thinking that nothing will come from it. That view is unfortunately mistaken. It is, frankly, at best, wishful thinking. Today, I have a warning of sorts from one of the most infamous nuns in the church today. A woman who has been working tirelessly for for nearly 50 years to make the James Martin sin accepted in the church. She smells victory on that front approaching. And said as much in a recent interview with an organization, that is key to their side of this battle in the church. Without further delay, let's dive into some bad news. Headline from Outreach. Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church's activist organization. Q&A. Sister Janine Grammick on Pope Francis, the Synod report, and where the church is going. As you might expect, the James Martin Crowder quietly jubilant over the Synod on Sin and its outcome, not only because Francis okayed providing blessings to those couples who fit the description if a local priest is okay with it, especially since he did that before the Synod even started, but because the synod is putting pressure on Francis for further accommodations. Not only that, but there are signs that more of this nonsense we've seen coming out of Rome this past week or more will continue to come out. Cardinal Fernandez is wasting no time as prefect for the dicastery of the doctrine of the faith. And Sister Jeanine Gramic knows it, so if you're not familiar with her, Sister Gramic has been an advocate for the James Martin sin since the 1970s or so. She's one of the founders of the heretical group New Ways Ministry, which the American bishops condemned, as did the Vatican in the 1990s, for their rather obvious errors. She made international headlines first during the summer for receiving personal correspondence with Francis, thanking her for basically a job well done and keep it up, champ, and later for having a personal audience with Francis where pictures were taken and publicized online. She might know if Francis is getting ready to issue more heretical statements on the James Martin sin. After all, she has been in contact with him and describes her relationship with him as being a pen pal. She's asked about her meeting with Francis in this interview and her thoughts on how, in a matter of 25 years, she's gone from being publicly reprimanded by the Vatican, it was Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger who reprimanded her, if memory serves correctly, to being welcomed to a personal meeting with the man the world accepts as Pope. Here is what she has to say on that and the ongoing changes being inflicted upon the church after describing Francis as gracious to her in her meeting with him. From the article, quote, It surprises me that it's happened in my lifetime, the change that's happening, but change does not surprise me. I love church history, and if you know church history, you know there's been exceedingly great amounts of change besides on involuntary servitude and usury. The ethics of the flesh of the church have changed, They are not what they were in the time of St. Paul, nor St. Augustine, nor the Middle Ages. But we have this idea that sins of this kind are the greatest sins. That was not always the way the matters of the flesh was thought of. I'd like to say when I present something about these kinds of ethics, that Augustine taught if a husband and wife had those kinds of relations and didn't have a child as a result, the act was sinful, but only venally sinful because they were married. If you said that now, people would laugh at you. But that's an example that the church has changed. And it's always changed because they there have been voices that questioned. Voices that said, that doesn't resonate with reality or with people's experiences. Dissent. And sometimes that's a dirty word. What's a, a nice word for dissent? To which the interviewer respond, offers the word disagreement. She's like, that's a wonderful word. Disagreement can be healthy for the church. And not all disagreements are good, but we need, as Pope Francis is saying, to discern. In the Synod, all the different voices are being listened to, and some of them are very contradictory voices, but we listen respectfully. In time, the Spirit will let us know what direction to go in. I do think that the Spirit is working now in the Church in terms of matters of the flesh, and not just of the James Martin variety. (laughs) End quote. That's the classic modernist method right there. Either they root their novelties in the ancient church, for which most people know nothing about and are just have to take the modernist word for it, or they poo-poo things and say, well, the world has changed and so should we. Even the church has changed on that, whatever topic they're trying to change. And Here's the thing. What St. Augustine said about those kinds of activities were never the formal teachings of the church. They weren't. It's part of the classic modernist method. Take something a saint or doctor of the church said that, strictly speaking, doesn't conflict with the faith but isn't a formal position of the church either, then present it as an outdated and no longer taught teaching of the church. You see how that works? From there, you can justify any radical change you want, even if that radical change conflicts with sacred scripture. Those sins she wants to be made accepted by the church are sins that scripture inherently teaches are sins that cry out to heaven, vengeance. It's rather strong language from the Bible on that, and if there was an organized push to make usury acceptable in the church, I'd be as against that as I am the James Martin sin. But the Synod isn't advocating for making usury okay. The Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith hasn't issued a document making usury okay. They're pushing the various versions of the James Martin sin, and they've been doing so now for years now, and it's just taken off recently and that's why we oppose it. It's the issue of the moment. Don't fall for the modernist tricks on this because their playbook is pretty easy to see through once you know the tricks they like to use. Now here, Sister Grammick expresses her thoughts on the uh, James Martin crowd, barely getting a mention in the final draft document for the recent phase of the Synod. Remember, the Synod is meeting again in October 2024, and they've already promised that they will revisit the topic and fo- focus more greatly on it, so don't assume it anything is finalized on that front yet. So from the interview, quote, While I am disappointed about the paucity of remarks about the James Martin crowd in the final document, I am not surprised. Most U.S. Catholics and Catholics in other parts of the Western Church have become more accepting of the people in question these past few decades. They're friends with these inclinations, and family members have shared their experiences, and they are more aware of current scientific thinking on the matter, on the matters of the flesh. Unfortunately, this is not the case for many, perhaps most bishops in the United States and other parts of the world. I, too, find change difficult. I often like the old ways better, but all the works of God proceed slowly and in pain, but their roots are the sturdier and their flowering the lovelier. These words from the foundress of the school sisters of Notre Dame, can comfort traditionalists as well as those who are eager for change. These words mean surrender to the will of God, a very traditional teaching. I think in the long run, Pope Francis is laying the groundwork for change in matters of the flesh. My hope is that people won't be disappointed in the synod because there won't be concrete changes. I don't think that is the purpose of the synod. The purpose of the synod is to have conversations with each other, to listen and to speak, to learn how to be a dialogic church. The Holy Spirit will let us know when the time is right. The James Martin crowd say to me, I love Pope Francis, but he hasn't changed the teaching of the church. And I say to them, that is not his job. His job is to articulate the faith of the people. How do we know what our people think and believe if we don't listen and they don't speak? That's what Pope Francis is trying to do, to get comfortable in sharing their experience. It may take several years or maybe a decade. I don't know, but in God's due time, I am confident that the teachings of the flesh of the church will change. End quote. Francis's job is to teach the faith of the people. That's a new one. But note how she invokes traditional teachings about offering our sufferings to God and trusting in God's will to prevail. Oh, trust me, Sister Grammick, We do trust in God. Scripture is inerrant on this, and it is the divine, inerrant word of God. God wiped out multiple cities in the Old Testament because they embraced the evils you're inflicting on the church now. We do trust in God. Don't you worry about that. But she's right about one thing. The purpose of the synod is not for concrete changes. The synod is about decentralizing the governance of the church, putting power into the hands of the worst catechized laity in history a lady who abide by the religion of the world without even realizing it, and giving them the power to foist changes upon the church. That's how they'll get the changes they're advocating for. And Sister Gramick knows it. But she can't quite come out and say it. But notice that none of the official advocates for the James Martin sin are all that disappointed in the outcome of the recent synod. At least, none of the ones who are in the know. They're mostly smiles. They know what's in the works. Don't be misled by them. They are fully aware of what the real outcome will be, and that they're very patient. They're working on procedural changes, not the big changes to, to morality. That comes later in different ways. Now, New Ways Ministry has been promoting their heresies since the 1970s. Waiting a few more years is perfectly fine for them. But I'm curious, what do you think about this? I always have a hard time critiquing nuns negatively because those in religious life, men and women, are heroes of mine, but heretical religious are another story entirely. That's why I was so dedicated to covering the story of the nuns in Texas and Arlington for as long as I was. And if any news on that front comes out, I thought there would be some, but I haven't heard from any of my sources on this in a while. But if there are any on that story, I'll bring it to you. But I have a hard time critiquing nuns for that reason. But let me know what you think about this. Are you you surprised at all that she is calling Francis her pen pal? We'd think she'd have more respect for the man than that, but... To denigrate the office he is supposed to be holding (laughs) by reducing it to a pen pal. But are you surprised at all that she seems confident that more change is coming? Do you take that as a warning? I do. I take that as a warning. Not that she intended it as a warning, but sometimes, you know, they say God works in mysterious ways, and these messages are out there and being made public and being broadcast around so that we know and we can prepare for what's coming. And remember, in these times, Hold to the faith. Don't let them take the faith from you. Let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So does sharing this on social media. That helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.